On Wednesday, Apple debuts the third and possibly final season of Ted Lasso. So we thought this would be a good time to check in with our thoughts on Apple TV+. Plus. Is Apple doing enough to keep up with the competition? That's on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. We record this on Tuesday, and most people listen after Wednesday. So you may have watched the season premiere of Ted Lasso already, but it seemed like a good time to take a look at the big picture with the Apple TV Plus service. Uh, One of the things I want to talk about is life for TV Plus after Ted Lasso. Since I keep saying Ted Lasso, maybe we we should talk a little bit about the show itself, uh, you know, it's been a year since, oh, it's been a year and a half. Yeah, it's longer than a year. Yeah, since season two ended. Uh, so are you guys uh, really anticipating this third season or has the uh, shine worn off a little bit? I mean, uh, I, 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 I like it. I think it's a good show. It's not like I'm not, it's not like um, uh, Succession. That, that's not HBO. But, you know, like, like, it's, like it's not like that level. But I, yeah, I'm interested in seeing how this goes, and it's a it's a good show. I mean, it's definitely Apple's most popular in the sense that there's like a cultural thing around it, and people there's like a buzz. It, as much as they have one, it's their breakout hit. It's it's kind of funny because they had when they launched, they brought all these celebrities up on a stage to talk about the service, and Steven Spielberg was uh, and everybody, yeah. and they had this like. Their launch shows, they had about five shows that were supposed to be big marquee launch shows. And most of them were good shows, but none of them were the that became that kind of thing that like everyone talks about. And Ted Lasso is not expected to be that. They barely promoted it before it came out, only a little, like as much as they do any of their shows. It was definitely didn't get that like next level promotion. And it came out, everybody loved it like immediately. And started telling friends about it. Like it, be- it became that water cooler show. It became that show that you- people tell their friends about and stuff. And then they just threw all the marketing at it. It won a bunch of Emmys both years, you know, both seasons. Won Definitely Emmys. a word of mouth show. Um, I came into it late and I don't remember who told me about it, but yeah, it was one of those ones like I saw it and yeah, I don't really care about football or soccer and right. you know, yeah. catch it at some point. Yeah. It's Jason Sudeikis plays a fish out of water for a soccer team in, in the UK. Like uh, he, it, there's a lot in the first season about how he thinks he doesn't understand about soccer, he's, but he's trying his best to learn as much as he can. You know, and and he's a good coach. I remember Jason Sudeikis hosting SNL. I think it was after the first season, but it might have been after the second. It's been so long. And he said, we can't, couldn't believe it's such a hit here because it combines two things that Americans hate the most, soccer and positivity. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, like niceness and soccer. And why is this a hit? And not to dive too much into the whole political discussion, because we are a tech show. But a lot of people credit the success of Ted Lasso coming during a period in the United States where there was a lot of political turmoil, a lot of angst. The first season was 2020, I want to say. 
Yeah. Plus, I believe it was co- it was it was during the the COVID lockdown of sorts. So, like, people were looking for things to watch that helped too. I believe it was around that time. Yep. Yeah. Or if not, it certainly took off once that that happened. So, yeah, yeah it was one of those perfect storm type of things. Mm-hmm. But is it? But regardless of all that, it it is a good show. Yeah, it's a smartly written good show that has it, it has drama in it, but it is a comedy. Um, and uh, it's got great casting. The casting is just right. Mm-hmm. And everybody, and, and you can't help but root for all these people, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's not a big commitment. It's not a big hour long drama that you need to binge through and whatever. And it's weird. The third season's coming Wednesday, and that'll be the first show to have Wednesday releases. It'll be each week. It'll be Wednesday. It'll. What's your What's your thoughts on why are they competing with Disney? Are they? Is there some metric that we don't understand that Fridays there's too much stuff? So maybe if you move it, it gets a little more attention. I don't. I like. I just don't understand why Wednesday. Yeah, all of Apple's other stuff and every other season is it's Friday releases unless there's something weird about it. I want to say the problem with Jon Stewart does Thursdays, and if so, why Wednesday and not like. Monday, why not Monday or Tuesday or, or, you know, I can understand avoiding Sunday night because like Sunday night is a, a big night for network TV. It's when HBO puts all their biggest shows and, and you don't want to compete with all that, whatever's going on there, but it could be the last season. Apple puts none, none of their marketing calls it the last season. And you, if it, yeah, if you it, would think if it was, they would confirm it. They would be like the, the exciting conclusion the or whatever. Season finale. It's a big deal. Series finale is a big deal for it. Right, that's like a this. marketing point. That yeah. They so they haven't sure. said that, but there was an interview with, with Jason Sudeikis and he said, basically like, this is it. Like, this is the story we wanted to tell. Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent. He's one of the creators and writers. Uh, and he's and he said a few times in interviews, like it was always planned to be a three season story arc. We're writing the third season as though it's the last season, but that's a clever way to get around that. Like, I mean, you only have to change a little bit of a scene or two at the end to give it another life, and it, and it could be something different. He he leaves the UK and he goes back to Kansas and he's coaching football or, or something like there could be a, a big change. There's been talk of maybe some spinoff shows for a couple of these characters. That's kind of the fear there is you take a property that's super popular and then you water it down and everybody hates it. Apple has a thus far avoided doing that with really everything that they do. Like they know when to bow out, so to speak. You know, we'll see like this is their first big hit. And I'm sure the executives and Tim Cook and whoever else is involved in this, they do not want it to end after three seasons. That's short. That's very short. So you gotta you gotta figure that out. And it's not the kind of show that's gonna draw people if it's not on the air. Yeah, nobody wants to, to be... watch the four year old exactly Ted Lasso. They don't have the replacement hit yet. They have a lot of irons in the fire, but they don't have the next big thing. So there's a lot out there. I mean, it's it's very much quality over quantity with Apple TV. There isn't like that breakout hit. There's a lot of great shows and and we'll talk about them, I'm sure, as this podcast goes on. But yeah, it, and it's the kind of thing where you can't try to create that hit because then you it's a disaster. Like it just has to come naturally. And, and you know, they, they've had some, you know, some solid doubles, maybe a triple or two, but, but the home run has been elusive. Yeah, that's kind of the segue of life after Ted Lasso. It's, you know, 
you can't say you're going to make a hit because you just right. Hey. Yeah, you, you can't make it. You can't go that way. Everybody so. would. Nobody would ever not do that. <laughs> right, you could just right. be like, "Oh, we're going to make right. a hit. This one's going to be a hit." Apple's marketing of Apple TV Plus right now seems to lean on celebrities. I mean, it, it has since the beginning. Yeah, like every single show has a a very well known entity that you're going to recognize. A lot new. Maybe too. there's some really good ones that just. Don't. don't. <laughs> There's some good shows that you're like, you've never heard of these people. Right. Or some unknowns because they're like, there are a few shows that they've brought in from foreign markets yeah. that you don't yeah. really know who they exactly. are. Exactly. Uh, they might be big in their market. Bad Sisters is a good example of a excellent show that you would not know the names of any of the stars in that show. And it's out of Ireland and stuff. And you, you may re- recognize, oh, I've seen her in something or, you know, something like that. But it's, it's not a big name celeb. They're not big Hollywood superstars. It's fantastic. You should watch it. And it's definitely not going to be one of those things that like is a breakout hit that everyone talks about. I don't think there's going to be a second season. I think it was, it, it seems like it was pretty much made just to be a one season thing, like a kind of a long mini series or something. So speaking of, breakout hits what what do you think are the next biggest the, the next closest things to being that people have seen and they and they they recommend to everyone else the one i see people talking about all the time is severance yeah that was huge um i don't know what anything about that second there's a, obviously a second season i would assume problem i have with that show is and i really liked it but it's a kind of weird show and it, i don't think like it's, i don't think it's going to ever have mainstream super broad appeal but it was it was great um, I, we've been watching Shrinking with Har- uh, Harrison Ford's and that that was that's very good. But again, like a kind of a short little bite-sized comedy. Surprisingly good. That's another one where looking at the previews and the trailers, I was just like, oh, this does not look good. And then from the first episode, we're like, okay, okay, this is cool. Yeah, this, this again, that's good. another one. Casting is, is fantastic. Yeah, Harrison Ford's great. You know, the, just smartly written and, you know, it's short, 30 minutes. You know, you can get in and get out quick. Um, I'm one of the only people left watching Servants that I think ends this week or maybe next week. I forget. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it. It was like we're only watching it still. My, my wife and I because it's short. If it was fifty, if it, they were hour episodes, we would have we would have bailed out uh, uh, two years ago. But they're like thirty minutes, twenty five minutes, so we can. All right, we'll just watch one of these. I don't even care how it ends. I just want it to be over at this point. But I am sticking with it, and it's it's well done. Like it's it's creepy and it's well produced and it's well acted. It's just I, it's one of those shows that has seventeen different storylines. Oh, <laughs> and they'll probably tie up eight of them. But you know that that ends this week. I think this week. I think I can't remember if it's this week or next week, but but sometime this month. I really enjoyed Slow Horses. I think it's on season two right now. It's only season two is only six episodes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. haven't seen that. Yeah, uh, it's but I, it I, is I good. I heard good things about it. I like that yeah. too. Yeah, we watched that one. Um, I'll, I'll give anything with Gary Oldman a shot. It is what it boils down to. It's a good thriller, just in general. Yeah. It's kind of a dark comedy thriller, and it's and it works. Uh, I feel that way about. Uh, in, in that, like, I liked it, but it's not for everyone. Is Schmigadoon? I like that. that yeah, was, I liked it too. Yeah, it's. I'm not a musicals guy, uh, in general, Me <laughs> and especially not the era of musicals that it is dealing with. Mm-hmm. But it's both. Yeah, I agree. It's one of those things that's both lampooning it and it's a love letter to it at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's but it's clever and funny enough for you if you're going to roll your 
your eyes at the musical number, it's like they're all doing it too. <laughs> like right. Right, um, that's the whole point of it, right? It's kind of like a like a they're in a, like a like a like a like a spoof farce of sorts, but it's also serious. But they it's also good. you can also was, tell they well genuinely love that yeah. those musicals. Yeah. So it's both, right? Um, and and the characters, your two main characters, Cecily played by Cecily Strong and Kiki Michael Key, are both of the types of audience members that will like this show. Like she's she's big into musicals and knows all these old musicals and loves all the musical numbers, and he's the exact like rolls his eyes at the musical number mm-hmm. kind of guy. So having a stand-in for the audience for both kinds of audience people be your main characters is working, you know. So there's a second season of that coming up soon. So what's your take on like? I mean, is this where you're expecting them to be? Are they, are they in a good spot? You think? I mean, I, mean, I think they. I think every. It, it was clear that COVID messed up the production schedule because yeah, sure. they launched with all these shows and anticipating that a year later they'd have all these season twos and they didn't have any of the season mm-hmm. twos a year later. They had like one show <laughs> because yeah. it messed up uh, uh, right, right after they made everything and launched it, the COVID stuff shut everything down and you know, they hadn't figured out how to do all the production bubbles and all this other stuff yet. So that was a time when all these TV shows did a COVID episode, like that was filmed remotely. Like it's everybody on, on zoom or something. Right. <laughs> and they were universally pretty terrible, but mythic quest did one and it was actually good. It was actually the the only good, like, we filmed a remote COVID episode thing that I had seen. Um, but yeah, so I think they're not where they wanted to be. I think I think they're where they wanted to be a year ago, basically. It's starting to get enough stuff that it's good. I, th- I think you can say the quality bar it's higher than most other streaming services on I, average. I totally agree with that. I mean, Disney, I think Disney is probably close. But Netflix, there's like a good show. And then there's like three months of shows that I, I'm personally not interested in at all. There's a lot of that. And it's also way more. If I had to choose like three, say, streaming services that I, that I, that I had to keep, I think Apple TV might be one of them. Because I more often than not, and I'm going to say I'm probably batting about 95% where I put a show on, I watch it at the end and I enjoy it. More so than Netflix. It's also the cheapest, by the way. It's, at at six ninety nine, it is the, cheap, the cheapest thing. Yeah, Disney's, um, Disney's close. Was it Disney eight, uh, $9, $10? I think it's 9 or 10 now. Disney's close. Um, right. Well, you can get a deal with Hulu too with Disney. Yeah, the bundle they have, with the they have an offer. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah, Disney for me is number one, and I'm sure that's true for a lot of people just because of the breadth of their catalog and the Marvel and the Star Wars stuff. But take away that. Um, Apple TV is definitely top three for me. There's a lot of not good stuff on Disney Plus that you just don't there is. There like is. Nobody Yeah, but there's also a about. there's a ton of like if like if I want to watch something on a Thursday night. I, I can find something on Disney, even yeah. if it's something I've seen before. Yes. Apple TV is an investment. So, like, I have to want to watch something, pay attention to it, either start something new or watch a new show. I never go there. Like, you know, Disney has all their entire back catalog. Netflix, Netflix has all movies and shows that I might put on. 
Apple TV is it's a it's a different sort of thing because it needs your attention. Like you're watching something for the first time. I bet that their repeated viewings are not like a fraction of everybody else. I wonder. Yeah. They do an interesting thing with how they roll out shows where you've got your Amazons and Netflixes of the world where when a new season comes out, the whole season's out. They dump they dump a whole season, go binge it, go nuts. And then you have your HBOs and stuff where it's like one a week. Um, and and Apple kind of splits the difference with a new show. They'll they'll put three episodes out, usually three, uh out on right away, and then each additional one's one week after. So you can you have time to I get I wonder into if they'll it. do that with Ted Lasso. If it'll be three. I don't think they did it last one. year because I think they care more about that on the first season. Like the season when nobody okay. knows that they're into it. That makes sense. Right. But I read an article and I can't find it now, but it was saying it was comparing average Rotten Tomato scores and stuff for streaming catalogs. And uh, Apple TV was way ahead of most of the others, because when you start looking at the full catalog, there there can be like a lot of very good stuff on, say, HBO. But when you start looking at the full catalog, it's like there's also a ton of bad stuff that nobody watches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. HBO has a, has a massive catalog, but what's current on HBO is usually the number one show in the world. Generally, they do a pretty good job of picking a specific. All right, this the next twelve weeks we're going to own this cycle. Yeah, and they're very good at rolling that into the next thing, having yes. another one just a week or two after. Sometimes starting back when everybody had to watch on cable. They were masters at the last couple of weeks. They would put a show on right after. That would be the next thing, <laughs> the next thing that you get addicted to. Another way that Apple is trying to increase its subscription base, increase its viewership, is with sports. So they've done the Friday night baseball deal, and they went really big with the uh, Major League Soccer deal. It was interesting about those two things. So, baseball is a supplement. If you're a baseball fan, mm-hmm. you can watch, you know, there's two games a week on Apple TV. If you don't have Apple TV, if you don't necessarily care to find it, that's okay. Apple has the exclusive rights to Major League Soccer. You can't get, you can't watch it anywhere else. Like, that's it. Yeah. I think, uh, your, I think your local teams, I think broadcast can carry your local team or something. Okay. Uh, I'm not even sure. I'm not sure, and I'm not sure about. But they also still have it on Apple TV, which is different right. from how a lot of other sports yeah, every, work. Every, right, every game is on. There's no blackouts. There's no <clears throat> no blackouts. No regionals. No right. anything. Right. Every game live and archived. It used to be where like there'd be like a Saturday game on NBC or something. Like none of that. Like they have like it's all Apple TV. And I'm curious to see. For one, it's it's kind of low stakes because soccer is not that big in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But like, like if that was the NBA, if that was the MLB, would people? I think people would would go crazy. Like, what? Like, I'm not going to Apple. Like, even if they like, they, they just people don't like change, and that's a massive experiment. That it's the fir- for, as far as I can, as far as I know, it's the first of its kind to be like 100 percent streaming. Like Amazon has NFL, but that's one game a week. Yeah, and or it's Thursday's Peacock game has like a baseball on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And like then there's NFL Sunday about. ticket, and but that's got weird yeah, restrictions. Like a supplement, but that's things. not the same yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's a like I wonder how it's going to do for Apple. For one, the, the interest in the U.S. is one thing. I don't know what I don't know 
what kind of fan base there is for Major League Soccer as far as like who's going to spend a hundred bucks a year to sign up for it. That's the interesting thing is it's as how much it's growing. It has now passed hockey as the number four yeah. sport. Yeah, that's a uh, that's the, a fairly low bar. Well, <laughs> it's not as low but as it's you, growing. It's not as low as you think. No, no, and it's like the I growth yeah. curve for it's been pretty epic. And part of it is because yeah. they're they've been the last decade, I'd say, they've been very smart about how to build franchises, do marketing, and and do it in a modern way. And they were smart enough not to follow the lead of NFL and MLB and everything where they have all of these since they're not bogged down in these long-term local broadcast TV deals and stuff like that, that they can do something like say, you can get everything here. Like I think NFL fans, for example, would kill for that. Oh, absolutely. I'd pay 500 bucks for that. Yeah. Now the the NFL as an organization is so opposed the idea that anyone could have all the games and every regional a ton of money and piecemeal yeah and every regional broadcast thing has a contract and they're you know it and it's a mess right. and there's it's, no way to watch it is a mess but it's also it's super lucrative for it's the super, NFL. yeah but if you're a fan and you want to watch a lot of football games it's like i need to have six different things to watch the football i want to watch I think if, and and apparently, and this is rumor, you know, but when they were re-upping the NFL Sunday ticket thing, Apple was ready to spend an insane amount of money, but they yes. wanted something like the MLS. They wanted to say like, look, no, we want all the games or at least all the games except for like the regional broadcast game. But like we, we want none of this like everything except for the two games that Monday night football has on ABC or what, like none of this nonsense. We want to give people what they want, which is all the football. And the NFL said, well, that's a nice big check, but we're going to, it's not as big as the six checks we get from all these other things. That's, so. that's it. That's it. And it's, and it's never going to be that actually, uh, that went to YouTube. They haven't talked about like how that's going to roll out yet or what that's going to be, but that starts, I, I don't think it starts. I think it starts next year. I don't remember. Maybe maybe the coming. I don't I don't remember. So I'm gonna sign like I sign up for um whatever the, the full season through through MLB is. It's it's $150 a season. But I live in Connecticut, so I can't watch Mets games. I can't watch Yankees games. I can't watch Red Sox games. That's a lot of games that I'm not getting, but I gotta pay the same as everybody else. Yeah. And it's games you wanna see. Of course. <laughs> Those are three big teams, and they're excluded from from my same thing with basketball. I I sign up for that too. My my son watches basketball. We don't get Knicks games. We don't get Nets games. We don't get Celtics games, and that's just because I happen to live in like the worst part of the world. Because I I, I have Connecticut has no sports teams, but we we we're within striking distance of three of the best ones. So I think the popularity of MLS is in part growing, and Apple may be on the front end of a curve here. Because they recognize this, they they they're in the part of the growth curve where they're not trying to maximize the money they get out of it. They're trying to maximize growth, so they're doing the things that are good for consumers, like having a reasonably priced deal where you can watch all the games in one place. Yeah, it's definitely reason. So it's a hundred bucks on its own, or if you subscribe to Apple TV Plus already, it's eighty dollars. Which is, I mean, that is if you're a fan of soccer, that is a crazy value because there are a lot of games that you can watch. Plus all the shows that they do, all the replays, all that other stuff. So yeah, as far as the value goes, it's fantastic. If you're a fan, it's great. Yeah. It's not only a way for Apple to grow its 
base. It's also a way for Apple to prove to these uh, leagues that they can provide the coverage that they want. Because one of the problems that they were having is that they were kind of an unknown quantity. I guess it's true of all the streaming services that you don't know what you're going to get, what kind of... Yeah. And Apple's going all in on this because they're not just airing the games. They're they're helping produce. Oh, I don't know if they're helping produce, but they're at least... They're definitely helping produce baseball because every single person, sideline reporter is wearing AirPods Max and they all talk about Apple stuff. And um, the picture quality is fantastic. They have their own little little score bug. Like they're 100%. The production value of, of baseball was excellent. The, the announcers, not so much. Um, they were heavily criticized throughout the season. Um, they just weren't paired well and they talked too much and they, they had all these sucky tangents, but th- that was MLB announcers, MLB uh, TV announcers, not Apple announcers. But as far as the production value of the actual broadcast, it wasn't 4K, but the cameras they used were better than any local broadcast or even any any non-4K national broadcast. They were very good. Yeah, with the MLS stuff, they have, they have preview shows for every match. They have highlights yeah. after... And then uh, replays when it's done. Have you guys watched? I haven't watched an, uh, uh, a game. Like, I know they have free ones here and there. I haven't watched one yet. Has that have you watched it? I've watched. I watched part of one. I watched a bunch of highlight shows uh, and a bunch of pregame and postgame shows. They're all good. The thing is, they got a lot of ESPN broadcasters. Like Taylor Twellman is kind of like the the well known uh, soccer broadcaster in the United States. Uh, and they got him. They got a bunch of other people who were well established. So, okay, so that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing about the highlight show is, so well, I guess in terms of a- Apple's coverage of MLS in, in particular, is uh, they're b- very much modeling it after English Premier League coverage and shows. Mm-hmm. Like even the highlight shows use British announcers. So they don't have the highlight shows. Don't even have American announcers, and, and it's and it's, yeah. it's a very good show, and the writing's very good, and the production's really good. The, the one pet peeve I have, and this is a stupid little pet peeve, but um, I hate the fonts that they. Use. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not San Francisco. They're not, they're not using the iPhone font. <laughs> but the fonts that they use remind me of like marketing presentations that you see mm-hmm. and people you know you, you don't have any, yeah. not that there's anything wrong with marketing <laughs> but we've all sat through slideshows and something like that I see. And yeah otherwise it's good it's good I, I i don't subscribe to it i don't plan to i don't subscribe to any of the sports stuff so not because it's low quality it's just i have to spend my money somewhere else <laughs> that's what it is so uh, yeah, I know. Well, I'm curious to see if Apple charges for baseball this year because they didn't. The entire season was free last year. They first it was till June, then it was July, then it was August, and they just said, "All right, you got the rest." I wonder. I don't know if I pay for two games a week separately. Like, what are they going to charge me? Five dollars a month or something? Like that's as much as the as the service. service. Yeah, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I pay. It's only two games. So. That's a tricky thing because they got to make their money back. And I don't think anyone's signing up to Apple TV specifically for two games a week. Yeah, I don't know. But they also, I don't know, because I know they pay baseball. It's a multi-year contract. I'm sure it's millions, but. They haven't announced a Friday Night Baseball. They haven't. And it's it's starts in, what, three weeks, two weeks? You know, the season kicks off in April. So 
did is not a lot of time left. So I wonder what how they're going to handle that. The one thing I liked about Apple TV baseball is that you could like halfway through the season they, they let you go backwards like rewind it and stuff like that's cool amazon does that for football too you can start from the beginning if you tune in late and that that's a great feature well let's uh before we close it out i want to get a couple like let's say three show recommendations from each of you that aren't the obvious like nobody needs to be sitting your show recommendation doesn't need to be like ted lasso or for all mankind because those are like the big marquee <laughs> everybody knows but but pick a couple and while you think about it i'm going to quickly just run down the next couple months of releases what's coming up um because they just apple just updated they just kicked out a bunch of trailers and added a bunch of release dates so we got obviously ted lasso coming up It'll be tonight because they launch at midnight, right? So 9 p.m. Pacific time. We got that next and uh, this Friday extrapolations, which is a limited series anthology. One of those like climate change happens and it's the future and and half of us are underwater and here's how it's going to affect. It's like a bunch of interconnected stories about how climate change is going to change everything like in the future. Monster Factory also this week, which is about a school for professional wrestlers um it's kind of a real life drama thing my kind of country next week is a uh country music competition show uh the big door prize is uh, is that a movie or a series i can't remember if it's a movie or series <laughs> it's coming up uh in two weeks uh the tetris movie also at the end of the month Ava the Outlet, another animated, uh, 3D animated children's series. Schmigadoon 2 coming the first week of April. The Last Thing He Told Me, which is a film starring Jennifer Garner coming up on April 14th. Jane, uh, middle of April, which is a uh, children, it's a live action sort of family friendly thing about a young girl who's a young environmentalist girl who's her her idol is jane goodall ghosted is anna darmus and chris evans that, that trailer looked looked really good like hollywood level good yeah good. it's one of those straight to streaming like slick but straight to streaming movies where it's chris evans is a nice guy who, who falls in love with a girl and the, the, everything's going great like he goes on a date with a gate and everything's going great. And then she goes to him and it's because she's a super spy. Uh, the after party is getting a second season. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, that's a good one. Um, I, I didn't watch that one, but it looked, the trailers looked like it was yep, super interesting. April 28th. Moving into May, we get Silo, which is uh, a series about uh, people who like the, the earth is poisoned and they live underground in a silo. And then City on Fire which is uh, from a book, I want to say, but it's about a New York uh, NYU student who was shot in the 4th of July and then like everybody, uh, everybody's a suspect kind of thing. Um, and then season two of Swagger, which is a sports drama, a basketball sports drama that's loosely based on Kevin Durant's youth comes out on the 23rd. And then you have those things that like we don't know, like you said, Flowers of the Killer Moon, uh, which yeah, on their website, I'm looking on the Apple uh, TV.apple.com. It just says new movie coming this year. Yeah. So it does, but say, I think it said that all through 2022. Oh, <laughs> like 
it's it's one of those like hey, I, I, hey, I don't know, <laughs> like, but they certainly don't have a date yeah. yet or a trailer. Okay, so yeah, there's definitely some reason to suspect that it will be at some point this, yeah. this year for real. But we'll see. The other question I have is like, where the heck is season three of the morning show? Because that ended on a bit of a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and it's been like I don't know, a year and a half, maybe, maybe more. I think it's a lot like it's a lot like Ted Lasso where it's it's a bit of a delay on it it's supposed to come this year but they don't have a date yet okay yeah because I, I I like that show that was their first like this is our big launch show that was that was in the big launch lineup yeah uh for all mankind was the other launch show and it's it's excellent I believe there's a plan five series of that five seasons of that um like from the beginning they were like it's gonna be five and each season's a jump in time and whatever that is excellent. Everybody should watch that. What's what's your your recommendations for things people wouldn't necessarily think to watch? Uh, number one is uh, physical. I think there's two seasons, and I assume there's a third one coming out because it ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. Um, Rose Byrne plays a Jane Fonda type character who starts her own like home workout video uh, videotape mail order thing. But it's it's funny. It's it's dramatic. Uh, very well written. It's a smart little, quick little. It's I, I think they're forty minutes or so. Like they're not quite an hour. Maybe they are an hour. But it's 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 very good. Very fast paced. Very funny. Um, darkly humorous. Um, one of those shows that I kind of put on just because one night and I got hooked like immediately. The first episode is very good. Um, excellent stuff. The Selena Gomez documentary, uh, My Mind and Me was just terrific hmm. uh she is a singer actress um, everyone's we know who but... selena goes <laughs> yeah yeah well, just in case you never know you never know <laughs> but uh so she kind of charts it's like a year maybe it's longer maybe it's like three years of her life yeah dealing with her own fame her diagnosis uh, with uh, lupus and her own depression, and it kind of charts all that. And it's a, just a really amazing look at her life, the life of a celebrity who on the outside is having this amazingly fantastical life and on the inside is just suffering. And it was, uh, you know, very good. I don't know. It got overlooked. Maybe it's not up yet. Maybe it was too late. But I feel like that should have been nominated for a documentary. It was, it was really, really well done. And my third one is, it was nominated. And I think it might have won something. Um, it's a short little animated movie called The Boy, the Mule, the Fox, and the Horse, I think. Is that right? It won uh, an Academy Award. Yeah, it, it won a it did short, short I, I know it was nominated. Film. Yeah. Um, I watched that one Saturday afternoon because my son was in the room and we said, I oh, would put this thing on. It was, it was fantastic. Like it, the animation was amazing. The storyline is. It's, you know, yeah, it's, it's like really very. I don't know if it's actually hand drawn, but it's that style. It's a very hand drawn. It looks style. like it is. If it's not, um, yeah. it looks like it's almost just morphing between stills, hand drawn stills, right? Yeah, um, and, and it's, it's very at- atmospheric, and it's just it's it's not like it's. I didn't slow, watch it, but, but it's, it's short, it's right? It's intriguing. Like, it's it's like it's very short. It's like twenty minutes. Yeah, it's like twenty minutes and done. Like um, it's based on a very popular children's book. But it was it, I, I I really like that. So those those are my three. I would not have. That's a good one because I would not have thought. I've they've been marketing it like crazy. Every time I turn on my TV, it's on there, and <laughs> I would not have thought to watch it at all. 
Me neither. Like I, that's probably why I put it. Like up. I watched the trailer and I'm like, is it really this slow? This. Because this is boring. It was. It is that slow, but it's also it like draws you in almost immediately the way it's drawn, the way the the characters relate to each other. It's it's good. Roman, what are your three? Give this a shot. I actually only have two because I spend all my time watching sports highlights. Like the MLS. <laughs> okay. So I can recommend the MLS highlights. So, but the first one is the Shrink Next Door. It's actually just a limited series. It's not a ongoing series. Yeah, uh, it's based on a true story. If if you like Paul Rudd, but you're tired of watching him play nice mm-hmm. guys, I, I agree with that. Yeah, this is a <laughs> this is a good show to watch. Yeah, it he was it was a good turn turn for him. My my wife had a I mean, hard he still time plays with that it, show. He's... <laughs> funny thing is, my wife and my son had a hard time with this show too because. Paul Rudd plays a therapist. He basically manipulates one of his patients, yeah. Will Ferrell, who's very wealthy. For like decades. Yes. 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 So there's a lot of psychological manipulation. And yeah, my wife and my son were kind of like, uh, I'm not sure I can finish this. Yeah, <laughs> so this, yeah this- it's it's tough to watch. It's even tougher because it's Paul Rudd and he still plays Paul Rudd. Yeah. But he's doing it in such a maliciously <laughs> Yeah, he's very way. charming and affable <laughs> yes, and that's right. why it works. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Will yeah. Ferrell's very good in it, playing a very down key character. You know, I don't think he yells once <laughs> the entire. I think <laughs> I think we watched ten hours of Will Ferrell and he didn't raise his voice. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I recommend it, but I also understand if you can't get through it because <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, the other is a movie. It's Causeway with Jennifer Jennifer oh, Lawrence. Yeah. Mm. I saw the trailers for that. I think I was nominated for something, or maybe not. Brian Tyree Henry was nominated for a uh, supporting actor okay. Academy Award. Okay, here's the thing. So the main reason I, I decided to watch it is because it's only 94 minutes. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> and at the time, I at the time I didn't have time to invest myself in watching a three hour two and a half hour movie that's totally become a thing i always look at the runtime now before i start anything because it's like like all right so here's an example the the new john wick movie which i like that series a lot that thing's like three hours and ten minutes there's no way i'm going to the movies to see that it's just too long i'll watch it over over four nights when it comes out on streaming (laughs) but it's it's a good movie it's it's a character study it's jennifer lawrence plays a uh soldier who who is uh she's coming back at home and trying to adapt to coming to being back at home and she's good in it and uh Brian Tyree Henry is also very good in it. Uh, yeah. So I recommend that movie. Well, for your third, I have a question. How was the, the, the Ted Lasco discus with the boss ice cream that you bought <laughs> last week? Okay, here, so here's that's that. There you go. That's my third recommendation. Thanks, Mike. That's my third. So uh, Jenny's ice cream, it's kind of, kind of like a uh, boutique ice cream manufacturer. They've made a, uh, Ted Lasso inspired flavor. So it's basically shortbread cookies in a buttercream ice cream. It's good, but I can maybe only handle <laughs> like a half scoop at a time. It is so rich okay. and so Funny. buttery <laughs> that it's a little overwhelming. And I, I tried like a full scoop at once and I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can get it's good. Yeah, yeah, but I it's a lot. And butter are kind, yeah. kind of kind of walk that line together. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can find it, it is a little expensive. I paid twelve dollars for that's fine. So, 
That that's what it costs. So I I went online to buy it last week, and I was first I was like, wow, twelve dollars a lot. So it's a pint. It's like a Ben and Jerry size pint. Yeah, for twelve bucks, and you have to buy five of them or five different varieties in in order for them to ship to you. So I'm like, well, I'm not spending seventy bucks on so. <laughs> So I, and but it sold out. So a lot of people did. Like they, it 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 was sold out in like a day. Yeah, but what does sold out mean? How much did they make? We don't know. Well, yeah, whatever. But still, whatever they made, even if they made a hundred of them, that's yeah. still it's still yeah. a lot of people who ordered it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We don't know. They're, they they are in in Jenny shops around the country, but those are dominated by California. There's none. Yeah. There's none near me. I yeah. think even there are some. Me. You'll find them in some supermarkets. Will carry Jenny's stuff too. They do, but I don't think that flavor was shipped to supermarkets. Okay. Yeah, Whole Foods sells Jenny's ice cream, it, but they, they didn't did. have the Ted Lasso right. flavor. Gotcha. It was um, only in like their specific Jenny ice cream shops. Mm. I bought it at a store in San Francisco called Easy Freezy, mm. and they actually I like it already. One of the things that they do is they uh, sell. Uh, British imported stuff. So it's kind of just one of these quirky stores that you have in in San Francisco. Now. Yeah, but uh, 12 bucks for a pint of ice cream is, is obscene. Even even in 2023, that's like, whoa, that's a lot of money. That's like, what, 80 cents a scoop? Yeah. <laughs> or a spoonful. Not <laughs> even a spoonful. Yeah. <laughs> and my three will be um, uh, Loot, which is uh, Maya Rudolph plays a the uh, the wife of a insanely rich billionaire who uh gets a he's cheating on her he gets she gets a divorce she kicks him to the curb she gets half his money she's insanely wealthy and one of the things she has is this little i mean she, she owns a, a million little like charity businesses and stuff the things that the uh, foundation yeah foundations like invest in and or buy or fund and they don't the the celebrity rich person doesn't even know what goes on there and, or know about them, but she ends up going to work there. And it's very like rich people don't understand regular people problems, uh, humor, but it's, it's funny. It's got a point. Uh, it's easy breezy. It's not really long. Um, and, and it, it's just a lot, it's very likable. There are a lot of the, the cast is all, there's no, there's no great villain. Like, you know, the cast has good chemistry too. I've watched I watched season one and it's a very good Yeah. There's one season. I think there's gonna be another. I don't I'm not sure, but um but that's worth a watch. Uh the after party, which does have a second season coming up, is also very much worth a watch. Also great cast chemistry, great casting and cast chemistry. Uh and it's just fun because um basically Tiffany Haddish plays a detective who's trying to solve a murder. Uh that happens at a uh rich celebrities cliff house uh in an after party of his high school reunion there's all his high school reunion people there and it's a little like clue you know it's a little like one of those who done it like who had the motive who was where at what time that kind of thing but every episode is she's interrogating a different person and they're telling the story from their point of view and it's in a completely different style like one's a wacky screwball comedy and one's like a musical and ones you know so everyone's got a different one is animated uh like every every episode's a different style and it's because it's the person who she's in tiffany haddish is like interrogating interviewing them and they're telling what they saw in their point of view and their perspective uh it keeps you guessing to the end 
it's one of those fun things where you, as you, as it goes through you, you're playing along going like, I think this person did it and you're changing your mind and everything. So that's worth it. And then my third one is, I, and this isn't a mystery, but like the, the problem with Jon Stewart was the first season. I, th- I know a lot of people who are like Jon Stewart's new show and they kind of fell off pretty quickly. They bounced off it the first season. And we were like that too. We were like, this is not, this is, not what I wanted. They polished it up a lot for the second season. He he, he wears a blazer now. <laughs> he wears like a, a suit jacket. He's not in a full suit, but he was like slumming it hard in the first one, like in an old, like a practically a beat up t-shirt. Um, they showed like writer's room stuff and everything that just didn't work. And everything. so they tightened it up and polished it up. And the second season, which they're in the second half of just started now is very good. There are excellent interviews. They've got the formula down. So if you tried it and bounced off it, give it another shot because they're like, everyone is gold. It now splits the difference between the daily show and John Oliver's show. It's, it's found a, a, a spot somewhere in the middle where it's this long plan, deep dive into something, but Mm-hmm. It's it, very much in John Stewart's style from when he was at The Daily Show. Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 832. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.